I'm Kyle, your host, and this week I didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot of work. Uh, as you and those of, of, of you guys who listen to the show fairly regularly probably understand, um, I frequently guest star on um, my buddy's video show that he puts on YouTube called the All Things Action Video Cast, and I did a couple more episodes with him. Um, I think this is maybe my fourth or fifth time, fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth. I'm I'm not quite sure exactly, but I've been on there a bunch of times. And this time around, I asked him to send me the audio files of wit what we did, and I would upload them on my podcast stream, and people could kind of get a, a feel for you know me in that environment and maybe grab him a few extra viewers slash listeners for his own things. So I am doing that this week. So sorry, it's not a regular historical fun episode. That's usually the way my podcast goes, but it's still fun nonetheless. It's still some interesting content. Uh, him and I uh, are good buddies. We It's it's pretty easy for us to just kind of talk and talk and talk with, with no real... Um, no real dead time in between. We have a lot to talk about, and we usually just smash through it like crazy. So this week, I'm releasing um, the episode that he did uh, for his show last week, and now I'm just releasing on uh, uh, audio form for for my stream. For those of uh, you guys who have never heard of his thing, you now are going to get a little exposure to how that goes. And if you're interested, I'll leave a link, obviously, in the show notes and everything in the podcast app. So if you're wanting to check all that stuff out, you should go there and check it out. I'm on, like I said, about half a dozen of them, um, even though there's been many more than that. So please go and support his channel as well um, and enjoy him and I talking about all kinds of stuff in this particular mashup between the All Things Action video cast and the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. Guys, enjoy and live long and prosper. Welcome to another great edition of All Things Action Video Cast. I am Dad, aka Aaron, and with me this week is Kyle, aka the most frequent guest star of the show that isn't rated. Yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Kyle, how are you? Good, man. I feel a lot better now. Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable 
uh, with a microphone in my face. Yeah. Than the previous the previous version. So I have something to uh to, to distract myself and 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 make it work. And better than just have, talking into the you air. You don't have a bunch of kids running around <laughs> back and forth and being all weird and doing angry and doing all, that all stuff, right? doing all that shit. So um, right off the top, Kyle, I think uh, it it goes without saying we want to uh, give our thoughts to everyone here in Nebraska mm-hmm. where we film this. Um, right now, we are going through a ridiculous amount of flooding, um, catastrophic. One would say, yeah, this is about as catastrophic as i've ever seen flooding in this state i i remember a few years back that uh it might have been like 2006 or 7 maybe 2008 one of those years in uh iowa had a similar situation and, and iowa's got a bunch of rivers flowing through it just like nebraska and a lot of their big cities are near this stuff and i just remember just like they had some real catastrophic flooding it was like the entire state is sinking yeah and now that's happening here right now there are whole tiny towns that are just completely completely underwater luckily here in lincoln we were we're not really near the mouth of a big, like banks of a big river. Like the Platte right. is far enough north north of us. Lincoln is high enough. There, yeah. yeah, and like same with mo- most of Omaha. As you go east, you know, like the middle of Omaha is crested up enough that they don't suffer it. But the Missouri River side's having trouble, and the other side where the Elkhorn River and stuff is also having difficulties. So this state is is sinking, but hopefully won't stay sunk for for too long. Yeah. Well, and the uh, just yeah levees. Bridges. I mean, the fact that we're watching bridges literally just just get swept away, away is crazy. Um, it was terrible to hear that a, a farmer was out uh, trying to provide help to a uh, rural firefighter uh, group, and they told him to go across uh, a bridge, and it went out at the same time, and um, you know, he unfortunately lost his life. So, um, really, kind of feeling the effects of mm-hmm. what's going on here in the state. Um, but yeah, we'll try to, uh, we'll try to not get too melancholy here. We'll try not to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's been a, an interesting week. Obviously we just got done with, uh, Raiden and his whole cast thing. He's doing well. So everybody can breathe a sigh of relief that, uh, Raiden's doing okay. Yep. Um, Still able to play his video games. Just fine. Just fine. And dandy. He showed Kyle how, (laughs) how well he does it. How to play Apex Legends. Yes. The game that's only been out for like a month now. Yep. He's already winning with people. Um, but yeah, everything else that's out there right now is kind of out in the ethos. I would say the number one thing that we'll probably touch on today, um, probably won't sit here and go bit by bit like we did the first week. Um, and then obviously with Fran last week, we didn't as well. Yeah, um, because we talked about wrestling a little bit yeah. uh, before the show started. And mm-hmm. you said, I've been I've been going back and watching some stuff with The Rock. Yep, And that's about it. So, <laughs> you know, that's good, though, that you got to start somewhere. Start small, <laughs> build up. We'll get you to AEW and, you know, MJF and all those guys. Those it's a lot of acronyms you're throwing at me. I have no clue. Right. You're, no that's clue right. what you're saying. AEW is an organization. I assume with a W in it. MJF. Is a wrestler. Uh, so. Oh, okay. Well, because I honestly thought that was an organization too. You could have never told me that, and I've been like, "Oh, okay, exactly. that's totally fine." Exactly. So that's something. I suppose got, we've got some work to do. You've got a lot of work to do because I'm stuck in 1997 when it comes to wrestling. That's okay. That's okay. So, and that's that's the best. And if you say any other era is better than that, then you're fucking wrong. You're it's totally the, wrong. It's the attitude era. The best one. The best and that's one. That's the only era era that matters. It that's was, the one that they're actually trying to get back. The to only right thing now. that mattered. When I was like 12 years old, 13 years old watching wrestling was was who was going to win 
the ratings war on Monday night. Was it going to be WCW, Monday Nitro, or Raw? Yep. And that was the thing. That was all anybody gave a shit about. Like the the other shows were cool. Like the Thursday night shows were fun, and they I think they usually did like a Sunday or a Saturday show or whatever right. it was. But Monday that was the main event that wasn't a pay per view. Was Monday night, whichever one of each show, and it was like it was it was real. I mean, you had Nitro just knocking the WWF out, and they're just like, oh. Um, F, by the way, back in the day, was not the WWE quite yet. It was still the F at that point until the World Wildlife Foundation decided to crack their crack their green piece whip yep. at them and, and take them down. They even were going to let McMahon use it, but McMahon was too pompous. And Just, they were like, ah, fuck Okay, you're, I guess you're sued now. Yeah. You're, you have the like, yeah, WWE. I guess, I guess we won't let you use it. But it was the best because then all they tried to do was just outdo each other the entire time. And it was it led to the most insane antics in wrestling that you could think of and all yeah. these personalities became larger than life i mean god knows the most popular wrestler in wcw at that era was sting and he wasn't there 90 percent of the time he was just like is sting gonna show up tonight yeah. is sting gonna show up tonight and he never did and then he would right and people would just lose lose their fucking mind it was like oh my god and then you know with the whole uh well uh nwo thing which was huge in wcw um Younger fans, you might not remember that started in WCW, and I think it might still be a thing or was a thing in WWE yeah, I mean, for a while. They, they I don't, dust it off every couple of years just to, to bring it out for the nostalgia. It's kind of like DX. Yeah, they'll, they'll dust that off. That was another thing of the, the Hall, Attitude Hall Era was, was the DX yeah. thing as well. So yeah, they would just they would just try to one up each other, and you got these massive personalities as a response. You know, uh, uh, The Rock would never become what he became had it not been for that era. Steve yeah. Austin wouldn't have done what he did. Uh, the Undertaker had been around for a while, but he blew up. In that era, Kane never would have been what he was without that stuff. You know, DX, their whole shtick. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples in the WWE that just blew up outrageously. Just personalities became larger, larger than life. And and same in WCW. Val Venus, yeah. Godfather. Co- <laughs> like, there, there were things that really they decided to just go full hog on. And uh, literally. Yeah. No, literally. With hog. Val Venus, literally the full hog. <laughs> Show me the hog. Show him that. <laughs> well, listen Pop to them us. Pants We're off. actually having like a, a discussion on wrestling. This is great. Yeah. See, all you had to do is <laughs> was was tap into my my inner nostalgia child, right. and I'll just go after it. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like I can't I can't talk about new stuff because I have really no clue right. who's around anymore. I don't know what the big thing is. And well, and it's so, all changed now. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is uh, the 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 actual promotions that are um, kind of gaining ground or, or traction right now are the ones that actually are uh, going back to that where WWE is getting away from that. They're doing mm-hmm. the full inclusion for everybody and, you know, women's evolution and all that stuff, which is great. But you also have Vince McMahon who's still in control. Mm-hmm. So he's going and um, every once in a while they'll, they'll, you know, they'll do something that really pumps up the women's division and then they'll have a woman get walked in on while she's topless, you know, <laughs> as like, as would be a, a very classic 90s McMahon move. Correct, I mean, that's correct. that's Where what like they from, did from the back. She's like looking, you know, and 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 all they would. But that was that. And that was the same thing about that era. I mean, I, I wax nostalgic about it. But Jesus, if you go back in time and look at it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is mm-hmm. this probably couldn't ever exactly exist these days. It just isn't. It's just not the same. And, and you know, 12 year old me was like, cool. Cool. Exactly. Now I'm like, oh, maybe not. You know, I'm not entirely certain, but yeah, it is what it is. There is a my wife and I like to watch um, the CBS reality shows, and in the most current 
iteration of the Celebrity Big Brother, there was a WWE women's wrestler, uh, Natalie Eva Marie. I don't know if you know who that yep. is. She, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you did, but she, uh, she was in that, she was in that show, and I was like, well, there you go, that's somebody. She that was the last. Aaron probably of, knows about. She was last of the uh, the diva group, and her, that was. It's funny you bring her up because that was her whole shtick. Was um, she never wrestled because yeah. there was always something that prevented her from it. And a lot of times it was wardrobe malfunctions. So <laughs> there was one time where she like literally like was walking down and all of a sudden like she's like putting her, her, her arm. And obviously this was completely choreographed. It's a stage put it item. Up, and as she put it up, her front started to come off. And so she had to run to the back and she couldn't wrestle, you know. And it was just a whole a whole thing for that. Yes. Yeah. So it was, you could tell like that was Vince McMahon's footprint you know or hand yeah. right there on that to say yep this is still happening and then it seemed like after Eva Marie left that's when they went through the whole like oh we're gonna treat everybody as equals and you know um they have done done a really good job of uh, and everything across the board they've done a really good job of uh, being inclusive body positive yeah you know, you're seeing women who don't fit the traditional wrestling stereotype of like you know big boob blonde woman you mm-hmm. know you've got women who you know they're thick they you know they're short they're you know it, it, just all types just yeah. like in the men's it's division awesome. there's just yeah. all types yeah. i it, mean not every guy was just like this just jacked up muscular yeah. like the rock you know or whatever you get humongous guys like brock lesnar and scott steiner and then and like uh what was his face the uh the dude lex who did luther, lex luther yeah. did the the torture rack was yeah. that the name of his i remember yeah. that yep um, and then you had the littler guys, you know, uh, the smaller, uh, cruiserweight type right. people and you had everybody into fat guys with right. throwing. So you have every type of dude. So yeah. there's no reason you shouldn't have every type of woman too. If you're going to exactly. have a wrestling division, exactly. have you ever seen the, um, the Netflix show glow? Did you ever watch that? You know, we, it's we super, watched glow. It's super um, good. I liked it. And then there's a great deal. And then the guy who made glow is now producing something on access TV called women of wrestling, mm-hmm. which is basically glow in 2019 you mean like the dude who made real life glow or yeah. like the creator of the show glow like well, the actual the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling person from like the 80s or whatever is like right. making their own thing yes. oh i see yeah. and interesting uh, and so they're back they're doing that and uh they actually put together a pretty cool show yeah where it's just it's all women just wacky charactery but, but it's but that's the thing it's for me it's too much but for samaya and raiden they dig it, you know. That's got, the thing. They've I mean, got a woman that's called like Jungle Girl. And yeah. They've got, <laughs> they've got a big, big, you know, uh, African African American woman called the Beast, you know, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, the, she's pretty much Brock Lesnar as a woman, you mm-hmm. know, and or China back in the day, you know. Yep. And uh, she just squashes everybody. But then they have, you know, uh, Tessa Blanchard, who's Tolly Blanchard's daughter. Okay. One of the four horses. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you get this level of authenticity. Yeah, and you get the legacies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's there's always something to look forward to on that show. We don't watch it quite as often, but, you know, like last night, we watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's the thing, yeah. that's that J- Japanese wrestling has always been kind of a big thing, oh, too. Man. You'll see a lot of wrestlers, I mean, from these uh, that were popular in the United States at any, any era in the timeline would wrestle in Japan yeah. and Mexico. You know, yeah. both, they would just wrestle. I mean, just like... You can't imagine these superstars having wrestled there, but that was just the thing that you did. That yeah, you got your you got your wings, so to speak, or you got your sea legs under you, like wrestling Vader, in a different. Vader is a great a great name mm-hmm. to bring up. Where he was extremely popular in the United States, mm-hmm. he was spooky. You know, he's a great 
heel, big you know, dude, big villain. Mm-hmm. He was actually bigger in Japan before he came over here and was dominant too. So, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of yep. sharing going Spoke on. Spoke about Chris Jericho. He was pretty big in the oh, shit, Mexican yeah. wrestling scene for a long time and in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about a well-traveled guy. That's why people think he is kind of the best of all time. Yep. And a, a guy who's just everywhere and just, succeeds everywhere. And he's endured. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all of the guys that he came up with are now dead. Yeah. And it's like, he's only 50. Yeah, and know? he's still just doing but, it. He's got a podcast, I think. I think oh, I remember him saying he's, that's, yeah. Yeah, he's a, a well-spoken Canadian yeah, Canadian man or something like going that, around yeah. and wrestling everywhere but yeah. Canada. A lot of Canadian wrestlers, too, now that I think of it. The, oh, yeah. the 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 hearts yep and the oh, that was a big thing too when Owen Hart died on that accident man I yeah. remember watching that that show and everybody was like what's going on yeah. I mean that was literally kids we were kids and teenagers watching this show and Owen Hart is gonna uh, do this stunt where he was like dressed up as this dumb idiot like blue character whatever the hell it was yeah. I don't remember what it was blue called Patriot or yeah something like that and he was gonna do like a jumping from the rafters thing and he did it but in for unfortunately he jumped into his death. And that was on TV because they they showed him doing that, and then they kind of like were like, uh, and then cut yeah. away, and everyone's like, what happened? And then like, oh, Owen Hart's died. Like, oh boy. The irony is, is that they they actually put in a seven second delay just weeks prior to that because yep. of a different incident that involved. I think it was it was Owen Hart, bro- right? Well, it was because then they do this stunt twice, where like once they it like worked, but was kind of fucked up, and they're like, maybe you shouldn't do that, and then he like did it and died or yeah, something yeah. like that. No, they, I mean, th- there's a reason why Owen Hart's still not in the WWE Hall of Fame is because his wife still holds a grudge against, against Vince McMahon, yeah, because they told him he can't do this anymore. This is was way that too dangerous. was that in WWF or was that, that was in, in WWF. I thought it was at WCW I guess that was WWF because the because Hearts were in WWF before they went because to WCW Sting right was starting to do that too mm-hmm. over in that one in WCW and, and that's the thing too is that I guess Brett the Hitman Hart when mm-hmm. he went over there he I guess told Sting like you keep doing that shit you're gonna and you and you're, I are gonna go and rounds you know yeah you do not do that during my the shows that i'm working well because it's just tough to watch him do something like, that like uh this is my bread and butter this is my this, this is, is my shtick dude this is my this is my me, this is my yeah. character <laughs> he wasn't a great wrestler you know yeah so he he played into that whole crow darkness thing for not being a great wrestler though he wrestled for a long oh, yeah. time yeah because he had a good personality for it and very popular and he wasn't into the steroids you know that's yep. the thing is like as as time goes by, you really see which guys who was were doing and it which right weren't. and who, who was doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. if, if it wasn't the drugs, it was the the steroids, you know, and obviously steroids. Is and drug, sometimes but, both of the things yeah. like the Ultimate Warrior was just cracked out of his mind. Correct. All the time. And the steroids that dude was jacked as hell. But he was just yeah. I mean, you couldn't have given that guy enough crack to say his appetite for like the amount of time he was popular. And then if you ever cause he's he's dead now. But if you remember back in the uh, after he was a wrestler. He became like this crazy YouTube personality who would just like scream at his camera and be insane. I'm like, oh my god, just like <laughs> this guy's everybody. just out of his mind. Yeah, just like everybody, but he just never lost the um, the ability to snort cocaine into his nose. But yeah, you can definitely tell the guys who like did the career right. You know, it, it puts miles on everybody. I mean, that's a it's a traveling circus basically when yeah. they're when they're doing shows all over the place. They're going to all these different places. They're living on buses, living in shitty hotels. Even the big personalities, really the only ones who are even getting any sort of luxury out of it. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough lifestyle if oh, you're yeah. even doing it right. So, I mean, why wouldn't you just like 
do steroids so that you can work out and recover and stay huge the entire season than just like be tired all the time. Right. And why wouldn't you just do drugs to stay awake or stay sane when you're just like 280 days of the year or more, you're just on the road performing in podunk shit towns for the most part with a big show here and there. The people you know? that always just, I, I just shook my head at were the ones that willfully embraced it too. Mm-hmm. Is like uh, Scott Steiner is probably that the dude, one that that's I'm the just best, like, the best example. Guy like, was like, I definitely he left, he left WWF and he was gone for a little while. And then when he came into WCW, he was, he was a different guy. Massive with the goatee. Yeah. Guy. Just a different, like you know, him and his brother, Used to look a lot more alike, and then his all of a sudden, was gigantic. Yeah, like his brother was bigger just than a, he was, a thick you know? dude. And then, and then, yeah, Scott Steiner's like, "Well, I'm just going to be jacked." And I mean, the guy literally is is short of just injecting himself with a needle straight in front of everybody. In front of everybody, was well, just like, yeah. "I am totally roided out, yeah. and I'm like cool with it." Yeah. You know, that's I'm gonna wear a chainmail tank top. Yeah. And he's still, <laughs> and he's still doing that. Does he too. still have that sh- that stick yeah. with the the goatee? Yeah, he was just on and, a, a, and the uh, shades. He was just on a being the elite, which is the. Uh, Young Bucks AEW, um, it's their their like side thing, yeah. And uh, and he was on there for like thirty seconds, and he's just just the same. He's fifty years old, and he's just he's gigantic, you know. Yeah. His heart's just gonna explode in his chest one of these days, and they'll yeah. be like, I guess that's what happens yep. eventually. It's so just, he's burning a life at both ends, <laughs> yep. you know. So. A life hard lived by that guy. But there yeah, you go, shit, man. Wrestling. Well, we're talking about wrestling for twenty straight minutes. 20, Twenty minutes in already. So uh, see that just, it doesn't matter how much you do or don't know about anything. If you can just yeah. bullshit for a while, I mean, and that's the thing. I think that's a good point of nostalgia. Like I haven't watched wrestling in any sort of semblance in any sort of like seriousness in fifteen yeah. plus years or more, and yet we can talk twenty minutes about it. And that's the whole thing. Is like that's why you talk about all these leagues doing that stuff. Um, guys still being around after all this time because people just like reach so hard for that old era yeah. that they'll bring it out as many times as it necessary to like, hey, like wrestling's still cool. Like, look at this guy that you remember. He's awesome. Like, he's old as shit now, but eh, that's fine. Yeah. He's still here. And you're like, that's fucking dope. He's uh, cool. And then yeah. you just fall down the rabbit hole and then well, they get and, you. And it is a time machine, too, because um, a time machine in the sense that nothing's changed. Yeah. Like we still talk about that the 90s is being kind of like the heyday of wrestling. Well, yep. it's almost like time has stood still mm-hmm. for 20 years yeah and we're still talking like the 2000s was kind of <laughs> ambiguous yeah you know like it's kind yeah, of its own little thing certain guys who came in and you know like john cena would be a name that you know got popular afterwards and, and stuff like that but now it's it's almost like this this angry giant is starting to wake up you know yeah and uh it, it's it's just kind of cool to see that it's it, 2019 is going to start changing a little bit with wrestling so i would i would suggest popping in you know like i said type in (laughs) aew on youtube and see or being the elite like see what some of these guys are like because yeah it's a different breed but it still has the same feeling of like back then you know yeah harkens back to the attitude era and the monday night wars and i'm hoping aew can actually not compete with wwe but at least give somebody something else to look forward to on, you know, on those nights. So. But isn't that what you want, though? You want WWE to have competition because that's when they were the best. You do. When that, they didn't yep. just own everything. When they finally sunk WCW is when it was the beginning of the end for them because yeah. then they didn't, like, they still rode that wave high for a, a good chunk of time because they stole, you know, stole. They, all the wrestlers that were popular in WCW went to WWE 
And it was great because it was like, right. oh, look at all my wrestlers that like I used to have to watch two different shows to see these guys. Now, all of a sudden, I can watch Goldberg, uh, Spear, like The Undertaker. And that yep. never happened in WCW because they were in different organizations. Or I can watch, yeah, I can watch two, Chris Jericho. He's a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And he was only in the WWE wrestling for maybe six years. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it was really just as much time in the, yeah, because him know? and his brother yeah. spent all their time doing their stuff in WCW, exactly. and, building their names, yeah. and building their brand. You know, Chris Jericho is another good example because he was so popular in WCW and super popular in the WWE too. So you had all these guys that you're like, man, you know, what's it like now that these guys can all like wrestle each other? And they yeah. rode that way for a while, and then that talent started to leave, and like the new talent sort of came by, like the John Cenas and right. the CM Punks and the Randy Orton's and stuff, right. where it's like, okay, they're fine, and then. But that's the whole thing. Is like that's the only three that I popped in my head off yeah. the top of my head. And you Dave said last, uh, yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I could, I could rattle off a hell of a lot, and it still wouldn't mean anything, you know. Yeah. We still, we still go back to the Rock, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Mankind, mm-hmm. you know, and then probably the next tier of like the WCW main guys, and yep. then the '80s main guys, and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's it's fun to talk about, you know. It I is. Like, I like talking wrestling, so. Well, there you go. Glad I could talk wrestling for 20, yeah, man. 25-ish well, minutes uh, or yeah, whatever. Let's, let's, let's transition, um, <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about, uh, obviously, the big movie that just came out. Yep. You went and saw it today. Saw it today. Saw Fresh it in my brain. Days, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, Marvel's newest mm-hmm. superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, first reactions? I thought it was super good. I So there's been, what, 20, 21 Marvel movies or something at this point? Yeah. I would say it's a top... It's top 10 for sure. Uh, it, I don't know if I would say it's top 5 by any reason, but it's up there. I mean, it's it's better than the middle of the pack, which is good. That's a good thing. Like, if you can just make a Marvel movie that is better than most of the other ones before it, you're doing great. And it's really tough because most of them are super good. Like, there's only a few... In, and the stinkers of the group aren't even that bad. That's that's how you know you have a good product when you have twenty movies, and the worst ones are like sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like right. you're pretty damn good if you have like basically no just total flubs right. out there. Like like DC will make ten movies, and eight of them will suck ass, and two will be awesome. And it's like right. that's just and you kind of expect that from a lot of franchises, but Marvel just knocks it out basically every time because you know Feige the the master has it the the railroaded plan laid out perfectly and it's yeah. just like you, you you don't beat him because there's a formula that they've discovered and this what this movie is it, it it runs a lot like a normal marvel movie you know it's a pretty typical origin marvel story you know it's it's a lot like thor like really uh the first thor movie and i think of captain marvel are about the same amount of good in my brain right. and i really like thor so that that kind of is a predisposition for me liking probably captain marvel more than the typical Marvel fan, but I I thought it was super good. I mean, it wasn't as good as uh, it was better than Avengers Age of Ultron, but probably not as good as the rest of the Avengers movies, in my opinion. Um, It was better. It was not better than Black Panther was not better than Thor Ragnarok. Um, Probably in in my brain, it's as good as Ant-Man. But I was also like never like the oh, my fucking God, Ant-Man's the best. I liked that movie a lot, but I was never that. But it's great. I mean, Ant-Man of the Wasp was awesome, too. So. I would also probably put it with that movie kind of in that region, but better than like the incredible Hulk, um, better than Thor dark world, uh, better than Iron Man two and three in my mm-hmm. opinion, but not better than Iron Man one, which is amazing. Right. So pretty good. I mean, you know, I think Brie Larson's awesome. She's an uh, Academy award winner. So how can you go wrong with an Oscar winner playing, you know, a role in your movies? Right. Um, 
Super good back, super good backstory. I think for the toughest part about this movie is that there's a lot of obscure shit in it, just like there was with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, because you get a lot of the cosmic entities involved in stuff again. Um, and luckily, we had the Guardians movies, and we've had Thor Ragnarok, and we've had the Avengers movies that have kind of like given us enough explanation as to like all the cosmic people players in the moment mm-hmm. that when you see it in this movie, you go, "Oh yeah, I remember." I remember, sorry, spoilers a little bit. I remember like Ronan, the accuser. Like I he looks right. a little different in this movie, but you remember him from, you know, the Guardian of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, you remember the Kree, you remember the scroll, you remember like all these different little references to these different people. So it's like, oh, this like makes sense to me. So but still there were some references in it that I'm like, Oh man, I'm not like a big enough comic book reader to really have remembered a lot of this stuff. But I think it was pretty I think it was pretty well done. I think they it's tough because I kind of wish that this movie would have come out um, maybe a year ago, um, even before like Black Panther. That way that like, Carol Danvers is just like more involved in it because it's kind of tough because, you know, she's going to be involved in Endgame for right. sure. And it sucks because, you know, it's like she's a, a powerful player and you get somebody who's equally like uh, cosmically powerful, like Thor, like really the top two most powerful people in in the Marvel Universe that aren't Thanos are Thor and Carol Danvers. So. In, in their movie universe, I mean, we can go yeah. in the comics and it's a whole thing, but no, like no, in this universe, that's what that, I wanted. To, that's what I I wanted to ask you next. Was, yeah, did you did you get the feeling that she was the most devastating being that could be a formidable opponent for Thanos in this movie? I like. Did you did you did you feel that like going through the movie? Going through the movie, you don't really feel it until the end when you do feel it because they kind of spike her power level pretty hard, like when the moment comes and they do it in a really fun way, like with the artificial intelligence, you know, the, the, whatever they call Supreme intelligence. Um, they spike her power level super hard. And I kind of, I kind of almost expected it to be higher up at the beginning. Um, and then kind of like gradually getting more like kind of like Thor. I I, I think it's my brain equating cosmic beings, cosmic beings with Thor because the original Marvel thing was like you had the Hulk, which is just like a science experiment gone wrong. So you just right. kind of throw that to the wayside. And we all know about the Hulk. We know how you know Hulk get angry. Hulk get strong. Right. And then but we all started this whole uh, parade with Iron Man. And the whole point of Iron Man is it's a regular dude, like regular, but a guy. Right. He just happens to be a genius and he's super rich. So he's basically Batman in the Marvel Universe. Right. And he builds himself a super powered suit. And like that's. The whole thing, it's like this is just a man becoming extraordinary by sheer willpower. And then, like, you know, Captain America becomes powerful basically because of the Starks, you know, making the super soldier serum. Right. And but still, he's he's not like massively overpowered. He's just like a super strong guy who can run really fast and hit really hard and just like have super stamina. And then all of a sudden you you go to the Thor movie. And I think a lot of people were hesitant when Thor first came out because they said, well, how the hell are you going to do? a mystical being who just Ooh. exists in some other world when what you're playing with is Iron Man. Right. And, you know, I think they did a pretty decent job in that movie going, hey, this is like a different realm, but like they're connected to Earth in this way. They're always watching over you. Everything can be interconnected. And in that movie, Thor was pretty strong from the get-go because he's yeah. Thor. Like you expected the, the god he's to god. be strong. Yeah. And he was. And then he obviously like, 
does his thing, becomes more powerful at the end, but it's like very gradual. You know, there's a little dip in the middle and then he comes back straight back up and it's like, oh, cool. Like it goes from like, oh, I can barely beat the metal guy to like, I can beat the shit out of the metal guy. But that's kind of like where I am. Right. Whereas in this movie, Carol Danvers starts out as a badass who can beat people up and then just becomes this fucking supernova who just uh, obliterates things. I mean, she just she goes from the point from like, oh, you know, I can I can do I can beat up 20 guys in the hallway to I can blast a ship like a massive ship and just like by myself just destroy, which, you know, you kind of get that feeling from Thor in Infinity War when he's holding that thing, getting blasted by a a star and he Mm -hmm. lives, you know, you know, he's a super strong being. You kind of get that feeling with Carol Danvers, too, but it, it the spike is so, so sudden yeah. that and it makes sense in the in the context of the movie. I just think that um, the, the it, Captain Marvel probably could have been a two like a Captain Marvel one and two had this been done three or four years ago yeah. where you start her out more modestly, make her somewhat powerful, get her involved with the Avengers like she is in the comic right. books and then even spike her up harder because like something happens where it's like, Oh, you've now unlocked like level two, kind of like Thor. It's like, right. You are Thor. Um, you're powerful, but it's mostly Mjolnir. Just you, you use it cause you don't know how to like, you know, harness your power. Right. And then in the second one, he kind of becomes better and more aware of that. He like makes some character driven growth, but it's like, well, whatever. And then in the third one in Ragnarok, he like goes from, you know, having Mjolnir and being that kind of powerful to basically embodying his power, like in himself without needing like a, a focus right and he like elevates himself to like the next level and then in infinity war he again elevates himself with the new the stormbreaker and he just makes him just like a just a just straight up god like the god at that point and it took four movies for him to get there whereas like with danvers there's like you're here now yeah i think i think that's that may be the thing that i i struggle with from that point is uh number one uh, I'll tell you, and and we talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah, I had a a terrible experience at the theater itself, and so that really that really fucked it up, bogged it down because, for you. Because anytime anybody of, uh, you know, of importance was on the screen, I had somebody behind in me the background who was who was who was talking and trying to explain to his mom who's never seen. A Marvel, a Marvel movie. movie. There a are twenty Marvel of them, and you haven't seen a single who the one. person was, and so I'm trying to hear what what what's Ronan going on. Talking about, yeah. Wow, Ronan. This is one of my favorite villains in yeah. all of the Marvel mm-hmm. universe, and he's talking right now. And I can't just, goddamn what's hear what's going it. on, and I can't understand what he's fucking saying. <laughs> and so, and so, by the end of the film, it got to a point where I actually had to get up and move, and so now I'm out of it. And I'm trying to explain to my wife what why I just moved next to her after being away from her for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm I'm totally out of it. And yep. so for me, maybe I missed that like connection of, oh, she is really, really powerful and the, the mitts have finally come off and she's actually able to take care of what's going on here. Um but I, I don't know. The the film for me just for some reason just never really hit all the buttons that I was hoping for when it came to like, this is the most important character now in the Marvel universe. I really think that I think they're going to make her a main player in the next phase of Marvel, but she's not going to be the main player. I still really think the main player is going to be 
Doctor Strange. I really think that he should be. I hope so. Because for multiple reasons. For multiple reasons, and I I, I think Benedict Cumberbatch was a wonderful yeah. choice for that. Like really, at first we're like, I don't know about that, and then he just he is Doctor Strange. Like, oh, perfect, great, nailed it. And he's the next Robert Downey yeah. Jr. And in Infinity know? War, he was great. He was yeah. perfect as Doctor Strange. He got to pull out the bag of tricks. Yep. He did all the cool stuff. He has this. The, the way Cumberbatch brings to the role, like this kind of like cosmic understanding is very cool. You know, I really think of of all the new troop, Doctor Strange, Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, Black Panther, um, maybe Spider-Man you could probably throw in there, even though they're, sure. I don't know how well he's going to, Sony still kind of holds the reins on that character, right. so they may or may not like, well, let, I mean, they're gonna, but they probably can always be like, oh, it's ours too, you know, with, you know, how Spider-Man has, has that kind of history. But really, he'd be like a new popular character to like lead the next generation of the Avengers. But of all those characters, I think Doctor Strange is by far the best one to yeah. like be the the ringleader and so really too. the more powerful I think so too. one. And especially if you, you know, look at you know, if Thor's not around and you know, 'cause yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy, who knows what they'll do. They've got the third one coming out, so obviously there's there's a good chance that all those uh characters will return, but after the third one, who knows what happens. It sounds like it's a trilogy, you know. Yeah. So they may just ride off into the sunset. Well, and, and they made trilogy until, like Iron Man, where you you finish your three movies, and then every other appearance you, you make is in is in everything else yeah. as a as a main character, but could, never as your own movie. Could very well be, and they you know they could still wind up going that direction. Um, the the other thing I wanted to ask about was continuity issues with mm-hmm. the Marvel universe and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. the movie. Are you concerned at all about the continuity issues? Well, what so what do you have in mind? Because I didn't I don't know if I really thought there was too much continuity busting in Captain Marvel, really, you know? I mean, one of the main ones is um is Nick Fury and the the whole Avengers initiative. Yeah. In in terms of in terms of doing that in the 90s instead of doing it in like the no, mid 2000s with It's who who he originally said was the reason why. And it was kind of like when DC went with the whole, like we never needed to have a silver bullet for the monster until the monster flew in and, 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 you know, landed on our planet. Yeah. It was initially Thor and you can go back and, and, you know, so, so basically, so basically like, saying it wasn't until we because the Thor. hammer flies in the desert and we discover because yeah they know it's from him but they don't really know because in, in that whole thing it was like you had the first Iron Man movie mm-hmm. and then the in credit scene is Sam Jackson coming and say I'm Nick Fury you don't know who I am but right. I'm gonna start a team up you want to come right and then in the Incredible Hulk they double it up because those movies came out within months of each other which is crazy to think that they put out yeah nowadays two Marvel movies within like. Two months of each other. They were all both out in the theater, I think, at the same time but for a while. No, they had no connection, that, really. Or, yeah, the only know. connection was the post credit scene, which was like, oh, my fucking God, I, these are connected, which people were, were really used to either solo movies or, like, like lined-up trilogies like right. the X-Men or the Spider-Man movies. It wasn't like, oh, we could just make 50 movies that all are right. in the same universe, but, like, it's not exactly the same thing. Right. But, you know, in that post credit scene uh tony stark goes up to general ross and says oh we're getting a team together and everybody's like great so in my head because then the next movie after that i think was thor or was it captain america do you remember which one came out chronologically captain america did and then thor Thor. yeah because then you know i guess you because really the the title of captain america is the the first avenger you know that's the title of that movie but nobody mentions that in that movie that that term is really never brought up at all 
And then Thor, like in my understanding, was the post credit scene then in Captain America was the hammer in the desert, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's so, like, what yeah. the hell did this come from? And we right. all know it's Thor because it's Thor's right. hammer. But to me, that almost says in-universe, like we don't really know exactly what this is because they built that site around it. They tried to pull it out, but they didn't really like, right. I guess, really know about Thor's existence. Because then when Thor comes, like the scientist and uh, Natalie Portman's character and stuff are like, who the fuck are you? Da, da, da. Like, right. what's going on? And then he like tells them that, and they're like, "That's bullshit." Like, because obviously you'd say that if somebody was like, right. "I'm the god of thunder," and like, "Okay, god of thunder, lord of thunder," and um, you know, eventually he's like, "Oh, show me where the hammer is," and they're like, "Why?" And then they take him out there. So, in my opinion, they didn't really. So, I guess you're saying that Nick Fury makes makes it because of Thor, but they didn't really know exactly. There's, there's other things too, and I I I, I want to tell you right now, you've done an excellent job of. Like bring me back into the fold. I'm because tr- cause I, wasn't, cause... I wasn't going to shit all over this movie, but I also wasn't when when you were like, ah, oh, this is like top ten. I was thinking, eh, but I mean, ten probably, out of twenty is probably... still. If you're in the middle, that's yeah. that's the middle. You See, know, for that's... me, this was for me before you started talking and getting me excited. About I'm the pushing movie you again. in the right direction. I'm, I'm it was I'm, bottom ten, maybe even bottom five. I'm better at putting the movie out to you because that lady was at the movie ruining your fucking experience. I so. And I saw it today, I so I'm like, so. let me relay think, what think, happened to the movie. I think what I'm going to have to do is like actually go, go back and rewatch yeah. it. That's one of the no, things. No, you'll like it more because then you'll see you'll see all the stuff that you missed and be like, right. oh, well, fuck. I wish I would have seen this the first time yeah. when I did it. And that's and so that's the other thing, too, is um, th- there's other things that kind of that kind of come up too, where it's like continuity just isn't it's not syncing up right. Um, and I'm sure other people that have watched the movie can probably um, remember some of the other things. The other part of the Tesseract really kind of throws me too, you know, and I know they're doing that purposefully, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's a reason why they did it. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a reason why the post credit scene is the way that it is where it's ambiguous as to did that happen after what happened in Endgame, did that happen way before? Like, there's a good chance that that happened uh, the same day that Captain America got out of his, you know, out of his coma. So you, you were know? you were thinking, so how how much can we spoil this movie? Spoilers right now for the next, like, we'll say three minutes. Yeah. Just so we can work through this. So fast forward three minutes and then we'll probably be done by well, this. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll yeah, code so, something else. So starting now, so at the post credit scene... You have the first one not is the, not the one where she shows. She up. shows up. I could give a shit about that, which was fucking cool because like where's she at? She's right behind him. It, like, oh, fuck. It was. <laughs> and and that's the easy one. But the post credit so like, scene oh, where she's here, now. the post credit scene of the what do you call it? the 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 uh, the fur fur knuckling? Yeah. What, what the hell the they call it? The cat. The cat that swallows the Tesseract. Yep. He regurgitates he re- the te- mm-hmm. Tesseract onto his desk, onto the desk. I to me, that looked like that scene just happened because like, why would Nick Fury uh, Agent of Shield, Master of Shield, at some point, basically, still have that shitty ass office later in life. Like, do you think that just that just the way he liked it was this garbage office? Like that to me, that's that that he was sees... never in the office though. Well, he wa- he wasn't in but the he, office but at that had point. To take care of the cat. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is there's there's a good possibility that that took place because he because right before that, at the end of the movie, he says to Coulson. Let me know if it turns up, right? Yeah, like, exactly. After he gives of, him the eyes, and it's funny. Uh, yeah, let me know if it turns up. Yep. So there, there's so a, there's so a what happens then? So because it's the the first like timeline chronological point that Tesseract appears is in Captain America in the forties. Red Skull, correct? Red Skull, correct? They're like, oh, it's in Norway. He goes and finds it. 
turns into the Red Skull, and then uh, later on, he he's basically deemed unworthy so of the Tesseract, goes, and that's why goes he into the ocean. Stark's dad picks it up. So the Tesseract it, was in the ocean. Yes. With Captain America on the ship. Yes. So that goes down. Goes down. They get Howard cap- Stark's they looking get captain, for the Tesseract, finds Captain, captain America. T- Tesseract, yep. excuse me. And uh, so S.H.I.E.L.D. now acquires it. Okay. Okay. And they've so, had it at for this amount of time, then Marvel, so then in, cap- in Captain Pe- Marvel. Pegasus gives it. Or gets it from Shield, which it's one and the same. Yeah, they're right? they're same it's, thing, and that's when Mar- that's when the Cree Marvel is doing her experiments Correct. with a Tesseract. So so now now we're caught up there. Cat mm-hmm. eats it. Obviously, that's in the nineties. So when does it pop up again? It's it's the because they they don't it pops up again in Avengers, the original when the isn't Doctor it the, from Thor is working on because well, that's the end, the end Thor, scene and they Thor. open it up. He's like. We need you to look at this, and he's like, "Oh, shit. yeah." And it's this in like is, it's in like shit. a briefcase. So, right. uh, to me, in my opinion, that doesn't mess continuity up at all because it just says "stayed with Shield" this whole time. They just so haven't the cat, figured out. So the cat puked it up. Wet, Somebody a picked long it time up. Ago. Yeah, like we're talking about in the nineties, still in the two thousands. No, I think he still posted up in like nineteen ninety five or six. Like be. he was just like, Could "Oh," be. because in my opinion, if you're like Nick Fury and you're on that particular career track. He was like a level like garbage agent at that point, like still right. in there, but not like like Coulson's the newbie. Right. And then Shield's like the vet, but he's not like, you know, Nick Fury, Colonel Nick Fury, like Nick Fury running shit. He was just right. a guy in the field like Coulson is right. later on. And so that's why they have that old office park. They have that old office that he was working in because that's his old like middle management office. So right. to me, on a normal career track as Shield evolves over time as shield gets more power gets more money gets more technology and fury moves up he's obviously going to move to a facility much more akin to the triskelion in right. washington yeah so that old ass office like to me it just means hey the cat at some point later but still in the same general region of time in the 90s gets rid of it and then they come and go oh shit there's a test rack and then they right put and it in the briefcase it and then they look at the briefcase and they keep it or not briefcase but whatever right. way they keep it and they're just trying to figure out so, what do we do with it until they finally go oh hey uh selwig like right. look at this we need to look and look he's like haha we should look at it and then exactly. it becomes you know and so the that's Avengers. that's what i'm hoping mm-hmm. but that's the way i took it from seeing it so it's it's present day the cat just puked up the actual tesseract so whatever thanos crushed you know, the soul stone out of wasn't actually the real Tesseract, which makes me go, well, well that's mostly because then he couldn't predicate the entire rest of your Marvel storyline on half the population's gone. Something had to have done that. You know, now yeah. if you could now if you say, well, everybody's stuck in the soul stone mm-hmm. and they didn't actually use the Tesseract stone, the, the blue stone, whatever one that one is, the power it's stone the, or whatever. It's the, the space the stone, space I stone. think. Yeah. yeah. Then all that can be reversed. Okay. You know, I, I guess that's true, too. But I, that's the to, part that to I, me to me, I really think that that's almost like looking for when you hear hoofs. And you think zebras before horses. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if you ever hear hooves in your life, like, 99% of the time it's probably horses because horses are much more common than zebras. Right. But some people just get the notion that they want to make it complicated for complicated sake. Right. So they go this really roundabout, like, what if it was this fake thing? Da, da, da. In my opinion, it's just it's a straight line that says the cat pukes up the Tesseract. Shield goes, okay, well, the cat it does, it isn't, like, the guardian of it anymore, so we have to, like, hide it. But we're still going to study it because we're shield and that's what we do. 
They do that for however many years until they find out that, hey, Tony Stark is doing his crazy shit. There's a fucking green maniac out there. Um, Captain America is alive again. And here comes this god. Oh, shit. Maybe we should, like, open the test rack because, like you said, it's silver bullet. We need to figure some way out to, like, either control these guys or make sure that they're on our side instead of whatever. And then the test rack then makes its way around. It goes to Asgard to be uh, held safely. Loki steals it. Eventually gives even, it to Thanos. Even though they also had a gauntlet that was all that was a fake. With... That was a fake gauntlet. Yeah, um, there's so many things. That was that's the funny part though because that's in Thor Ragnarok. Hell is like garbage, garbage, yeah. garbage, which basically is just a big uh, punch at Odin. Yeah, saying like, oh, this guy thinks he's like the master god, but he just keeps but junk and yeah. trinkets in his thing to like make himself feel good. And basically saying that's interesting because that's the real tesseract and also the eternal flame of whatever the fuck so so to me it's a straight line to there i think so it's too. the real stone i think so too because thanos does it snaps it so i really think in the way you know we were speculating now it's only like a month away we'll figure it out yeah but i really think it's gonna be something to do with the quantum realm that helps them figure out whatever they need to do yeah. to get people back because uh, scott lang is in the quantum realm when the I snap think, happens he comes out and he's like what the fuck yeah. so you can you can scott, have all kinds I of i sh- think i think ant-man and the wasp there is way more important to this story it, oh, than, for, than any other oh, ones that have come for out sure in the last for year sure because way more all the stuff you did with the quantum realm in that movie like introduced a whole new like dimension it's it's super insane yeah um and then you think about it, and you can do so many stuff and with. They underplayed stuff. it so much. Yep. That that's the beauty. Part because it was like an Ant Man movie. It's like, oh, it's the like, thing that we do. Yeah. And but so it's perfect all the because that actually watched yeah. that movie and like enjoyed it and really like broke it down. That's going to be the payoff for everybody. That's going to be, and, and and to me, that's the whole thing. So I think that, you know, the quantum realm is going to be the important part because really, with the quantum realm, time kind of doesn't exist in the quantum realm like it Correct. does, but in a very weird way. Just like, um, you know, so so Hank Pym's wife goes in there and she ages like a normal person because when she comes out, she's older, but she doesn't have any real concept of time right. while she's down there um, or her concept of time is way fucked up. So who knows, Scott? Some people have said, you know, Scott Lane comes out of the quantum realm in the wrong year, goes and finds like younger versions of something or yeah. eventually finds his way back. Some sort of time traveling thing. And I think that's even that's more um plausible as a plot device in my opinion than this yeah. whole fake test rack thing that right. you're bringing up and I've never heard of and I'm just stomping it out I'm like this is bullshit that's good that's good because <laughs> I, that, cause, cause that I think because... that's that's perfect because literally Avengers um, Infinity War comes out and Ant-Man and the Wasp is the first movie after Infinity War came out mm-hmm. to come out and it was like how are they going to do this movie yep. when it's already happened well we find out then it's, it takes place literally right before and during the events of it and we know that um, Hawkeye and Ant-Man aren't participating with the Avengers nonsense because they're on house arrest and they, they right. do it because of their families and stuff. So this entire time that the Avengers shit's going down and in space and everywhere else, Scott Lang is basically just stuck in San Francisco doing basically whatever he's doing. And then finally everything goes down and all of a sudden his friends just disappear because the right. snap happens simultaneously on the other side of the world in Wakanda. And it's like, oh, that's fucking cool. But then it's just, yeah, it's it ties it together perfectly. Like really, Ant Man and the Wasp is is a better movie than yeah. Captain Marvel, but I don't think it's that much better yeah. than probably you think it is. But that's also like you said, your movie going experience was kind of shitty. Yeah, and this movie did have its did have its flaws. Like if if I gave the movie like out of ten, I would call it a seven out of ten. Yeah, and- it's a solid ass movie. Yeah, it it's fun, it's entertaining. I love Brie Larson; she's the best. It's perfect casting for Captain Marvel. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, you get tons of callbacks like Jude Law is perfect in his role he's yeah. he's wonderful 
everything works in that movie. It's, it's and great. we're getting spoiled too. That's, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. The thing we're like, I, I don't thinking, know if it's great, yeah. but it's like they're that's all the, good. That's the other you thing know? that that's, I keep thinking right. too. Is like you're right. Is like shame on me because I'm I'm even being though, pissy about like a movie that, that ten is, years ago would have been considered everybody's yep. nuts off. Yep. You know, and so he, he, it, it's hard for them too because they've obviously set themselves up. That the bar is for quite, failure, you know? quite like, high now. There's no way like it's end game or bust for most people right mm-hmm. now, and. uh I guess that's a good segue is, um, did you watch the, the new Endgame trailer? trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another one of those things where it's like they're already giving away spoilers in this thing. Or, or like you said, mm-hmm. there's some sort of reverse timeline that maybe, you know, Scott is dealing with where they, you know, switch. Who knows? Nothing would make me happier than yeah. Ant-Man being like, the most almost the most important person in this whole yeah. thing like Paul Rudd's awesome yeah Ant-Man movies are super underrated and underthought of but wonderful like they really knocked it out of the park with both of them right and people like kind of put Ant-Man in with the movies and stuff but really he hasn't been involved with these because in the first Ant-Man he's just a dude right you know does the whole Ant-Man thing it's very separate from everything else and then all he has you know involved with the Avengers is only with some of them in Civil War, right, and he's not with him either. He's just kind of chilling there, gets caught, gets put on house arrest. So really, this will be the first Avengers movie that Ant-Man is in, and it would be just wonderful for him to be one of the main components of this yeah. movie, you know, as another part of the new lineup, the new breed yeah. of, of the Avengers. You well, know? and I think they've done a, a good job of, like, squashing the hopes or of the necessity of the X-Men Mm-hmm. To be part of this, like yes. I, I remember, like you know, right after Endgame came out, my mind started to fly with like, oh shit, they need to have the X Men and they need and the to Fantastic have all these, Four. All these, all, everybody yeah. needs to come and in now. Yep. I'm not even you don't need about it that. because like, they can ah, probably let's just wait on this. Like yeah, like let's save let it, this for some time later. Let it happen. Let the acquisition mm-hmm. happen. Like let it happen organically. organically. Yep. And yeah, exactly. So because it can though, if they can keep riding the wave as long as it goes, they keep making quality movies. With fun stories and everything's connected well enough, right? You can eventually get all your pieces together, yeah. And you and that's great too because then you can ride that wave for thirty straight years of just making billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. It's just insane. Oh, yeah. So, but you know, overall, I thought Captain Marvel was a was a pretty pretty decent movie. It was fun. I thought it was definitely worth going and seeing for sure. I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, you have to go see a movie in theaters. If you don't, then you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Right. But obviously, Endgame is going to be a, a million times better. It's just going to be a just a brain bleeder. It's the money shot. It's the some, it is. You know, everybody's like, waiting for it. They want it. Everybody wants it. Three hour movie, and, and I'm uh, I'm in it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's going to be incredible. It's you know, I'm still looking forward to what's in between here and there, which has nothing to do with Marvel. Shazam still looks like a really yeah, fun movie. That's coming out in a Hellboy's week reboot or two. is coming yeah. out really soon yeah. too. So there's a, there's still a lot of movies to get excited about in between now and then. But obviously, Endgame is the, that's the end one. all be all. Um, as 2019's big movie exactly. is Endgame. Yep. So Kyle, we got maybe like ten more minutes left. Um, I thought we'd get to one other line of business. Trying to shoehorn us the show that's in. Right. Right. <laughs> um, it was just. News was just broken recently that uh, Marvel and Disney have come to terms to reinstate uh, James Gunn yeah, Jimmy as Gunn. the director of the Guardians of the yep. Galaxy 3 movie. 
he was the one the that movie was, that uses is using his it's, script it's, yeah he, he wrote the script um, and was ready to go was, and everybody was, was ready to go ceremoniously removed from position about what six months ago yeah about um, for some of, tweets he made a decade ago 10 year old tweets yep. um that weren't even really that bad and right. also he was a crude personality to begin with Correct. and it's like and that's that's just that the, it was personality the, and that humor comes out in the movies that he actually yeah, makes. That's not why just Guardians of Galaxy. Exactly. But it's definitely there. Exactly. Since then, DC really jumped on it. And I don't <laughs> know if that was for... a chain reaction, but they he's going to be doing Suicide Squad. So two. is he still going to do is he going to he do is both? going to do both? <laughs> and so he doesn't is, give a shit because he's like Marvel. Fuck you. Like I'm doing both sides is, now. What are you going to do? This is thanks for the money. A win-win for him for comic book yeah fans and because for, that... for movie fans right now because you just took the person who made the most irrelevant group in Marvel into one of the, the most, most popular thing and yep. popular and awesome yep. like they're the coolest group in the whole damn thing mm-hmm. and now he's gonna do it with Suicide Squad yep another irrelevant weird group exactly of, of, of arguably more well known people than the Guardians were I mean people already oh, know yeah. who Harley Quinn oh, is damn. a lot of people know yeah. who Deadshot is a lot of people know who Killer if you're a Batman fan you know the Suicide Squad yeah. pretty it's, much everybody in it you know pretty much a, a way that they were able to get the the whole rogues gallery from every single uh, superhero that they had and give them a little bit of yep. book time, you know? Yep. So I guess, Kyle, initial thoughts on the rehire and maybe what you think the reasoning was in their eyes or in your eyes, what the reasoning well, the, may have been. The rehire is kind of surprising because, you know, Disney, the mouse, they, they usually don't uh, renege on themselves that hard because they're Disney. Like, they're humongous now. They just control shit. So, they can like, get anybody. They can get anybody. They can really do anything they want to do. So it's kind of surprising that they they did this move to begin with, the whole firing of him, because really it's like a lot of things these days with outrage. Um, there are things to be outraged about, but um, there is a cult culture of outrage that just exists in general for everything doesn't matter what it is what side of the spectrum it is what manner of thing it is there's there's going to be a a a, a sect of people who just get pissed off about it that's just that's just the reality of it right so some of those people got pissed off about james gunn for some reason because i think i can't remember who it was that dug these these tweets up but they're like look at this this is bullshit oh my god i can't believe it and then pretty much everybody was like yeah, dude, those tweets are from 10 years ago, and it's him. Like, right. it's fine. Like, he wasn't advocating for anything. He was just making some probably crude jokes that, you know, these days he wouldn't make and he didn't make. Like, these weren't yesterday. These and were. These didn't land, and he knew they Yeah, and he was like, okay, well. Back when, yeah. You know? And, you know, in people change over time, and, and obviously he's not a bad dude because, like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened? He made some tweets. Like, the, this guy doesn't get in trouble for shit. Right. But the cult of outrage then, like, moves it up into the, the stratosphere, and then Disney is like, okay, damage control time. I guess it's DC time, and they nix him in a real knee-jerk way, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. what? And so I think the whole what-are-you-doing crowd was much larger, and I mean, you know it's much larger because the entire cast and crew of Guardians was like, we're not going to make another movie right. unless he's the director because he's part of like the soul of this movie. Right. These movies aren't like they are without him being involved, so why the fuck would we make but that's another still, movie? that's still five months ago, so now you have to fast forward. But that's the thing. I think they've kind of figured, okay, we're, we're in support of, we want him to be our director, but if it's not going to happen, then like... Thor Ragnarok's director, I guess, will do it, or right. somebody else will do it, and we'll just 
we'll use his script, which was kind of a slap in the face to him because he gave him his script and they weren't right. even going to let him use it. But anyway, we all kind of probably thought, okay, whatever, it's Disney, you know, don't cross the mouse or else you're going to get fucking right. kicked out and then they're just going to do this. And I think Disney eventually was just like, you know what, let's just like wait till the dust settles and then we'll get him back in and be like, you know, after thir- further consideration, you know, he's fine. We took our time. Da, 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 da. We're not going to ever mention that it was ever our dumbass fault to begin with that he's gone, but we right. will take him back. And then it's perfect for for Jimmy Gunn because now he gets to come back, put a put a a nice cap, a nice ending on his trilogy, his way, make a shitload of money because he's going to, and then Warner Brothers is going to pay his ass too because he's like I'll I keep doing Suicide Squad, and like what are you going to do about it? Like what are you going to do about Disney? Like right. something must have happened where. Disney was like, people are clamoring for another Guardians movie, and they know it exists, and the script is out there. We cannot make this movie without him. They must have been like, oh, shit, like, we can't make it. There's well, nobody who can make it. I guess we have to take him. We I, have to. That's what I almost wonder is if it were, if it was kind of an uh, industry uh, gentleman's agreement where the guys that were brought in to take over for that went to Disney and were like, we physically cannot. We can't. Make this. We I, can't do it. I, I don't have the vision to do this. Even and, if it was technically not true, and, they were yeah, like for their they were boy. Just like, they were just like, no, yeah. no, no. We just can't. And so they finally had to acquiesce to and be like, all right, I guess James Gunn's is the only guy in. who's going to be yep. able to do this. The other thing that I think is kind of uh, it's it's odd that the timing is right after the Suicide Squad two announcement, and then hearing that and uh, it's on the hype train of right. captain marvel and endgame all at the yeah. same time and as people that, are aware adris yeah. alba is going to be dead shot you mm-hmm. know like that's big news it's like we got a more it's handsome like, and like, english will smith to be yeah. dead shot like oh perfect it's like oh perfect. will smith's out i wonder who they'll get they'll oh cast like them, the better like, version of him awesome and so i think <laughs> i i think that it, it probably has nothing to do with it but i think the timing just reeks of like oh we we've got Endgame coming up. We can't have the focus going on the excitement over James Gunn and and Suicide Squad that doesn't come out for another two years. Either you know? that, or they just you know they're just going to ride the the train of you know everything is happening right now. You like you said, Suicide Squad announcements happening, but also every time a Marvel movie comes out, no matter what it is, which is now Captain Marvel right. and will then become. This is just like last year. Black Panther came out in like what February, and then Avengers came out in April. So you had like two explosions of of like fun and popularity. Right. Well, once everybody's in Marvel mode, when there's a Marvel movie in theaters, that's when everybody's like like everything peaks. Like Twitter mentions of yeah. and Twitter like trending of 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 Marvel stuff peaks because there's a movie out. Yeah. And everything that everything in that realm peaks. Why not announce, hey, James Gunn is coming back while, while everybody's got their eyes on it. And then people go, oh, my fucking God, yay. And then that's what it right. is. And instead of them taking shit from people, which they are, but not as much so, they they instead get lauded for me. Like, you made the right choice by bringing James Gunn back. When yeah. in, in the end, they probably were going to fucking anyway. And, and like you said, like, well, letting the dust settle, the yep. outrage culture had to get removed, you know, before you could bring him back. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, instead of them just being like, nope, this is the guy we're sticking with. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says yeah. something stupid really could have avoided all this dumb shit. But yeah. it is what it is, because now that's all they're going to talk about is right. the next big thing after Endgame and Spider-Man is going to be the Guardians movie and whatever right. else comes like with the other people. But like we all know that Guardians 3 is going to come at some point. Right. So that's going to be the next like kind of probably big one we we all look forward and to. They'll probably fast track it, too, just yeah. just because they, they already have, have a script, script and they have yeah. the, the cast minus yeah. Gamora, R.I.P. 
Maybe. We don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say. You know, the, yeah. the, the soul stone is uh, the one that's more complicated than the other ones because it's got its own sentient mind, apparently. And, you know, the fact that he had to give Gamora away to get the soul stone. I mean, she may or may not be gone because maybe the soul stone's doing all this shit on its own. It's like, I think you have no dominion over me. There's a difference between turning into dust with everybody else and actually like, being killed on a cliff. Yeah. But you don't know if the soul stone, I mean, that's the, the, that's the thing I always was reading was that of all the six stones that the soul stone was the most important one because it had right. a mind of its own sure. instead of the other ones just being power incarnate. Right. The soul stone being powerful of its own accord also developed its own sentience where then it can kind of like, like you have the gauntlet, and Thanos has the gauntlet, or anybody could, but in this case, it's Thanos wielding the gauntlet, putting the stones in it. As he puts the stones together, they become more powerful, and then he gets all of them, and he becomes very powerful. But it's almost like the those stones kind of uh, submit to the power of the gauntlet and the wielder, whereas like the soul stone doesn't. Like it's yeah. like it's it's like I am no one's like no one's my master. Yeah. I am yours, or I am like independent. And that's you know that's the and with the whole soul world thing with the that people postulate about with the soul like the, that's the really dust the people. only thing that i that i really just i wish they would have been able to get to before guardians of the galaxy 3 because i think it'll play a, a role going forward but the yeah. adam the adam warlock character that's definitely going to be a focus God, that would have made yeah. way more sense but they decided to go with to the keep, captain marvel yep because she's female she is way less complicated than a demigod like Thor that was actually created out of gold, you know, like yeah. Adam Warlock is way out there. Um, but they, but you know, they teased he, it at the end of that movie. You know, that's the I direction know, they're going. I know they had it right there. And, they could have introduced him in Thor but Ragnarok. It, but it's, it's totally cool because yeah. now you have another big guy that can become a big guy for the next phase. Well, because what are you going to do when one big bad eventually goes down in Thanos? You have to have another. And Warlock's not a and Adam Warlock's he, not a big bad, but he could he be. You know, he is. I mean, I mean, he's worse than Thanos. Yeah, he's you know when it really comes down to it. But he's also better than Thanos. You know, as, as far yeah. as a good guy, like he's he's the worst of the worst, and he's the best of the best. That's yeah, literally his his character thing. is the dichotomy of the yeah. two. You know, it's it's evil and good, and mm-hmm. that's that's what it comes down to. So. I don't know, man. There's so many good things coming out. Yeah. And, uh, it's tough not to be I'm, ex- I'm glad excited. I'm glad you're bringing me back in on Captain Marvel. Yeah, man. I, I'm here I'm, to provide the the uh, mostly objective views of it. Like, because when I was watching it, I go, I was, I knew, knowing that I was going to come in today and talk to you about it, I said, okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it as close as I can yeah. while still enjoying it to, like, try to, like, remember as much as I could to regurgitate it to you. And that's and, good. Like, I really thought it was pretty well done. I mean, the whole thing about, uh, I think, in The Winter Soldier uh, or some other time when when Ka- uh, Nick Fury says, you know, like, oh, hey, well, how'd you lose your eye? He's like, I lost it because I trusted somebody. Well, the thing he trusted was the cat because he says in the movie, like, I trust you. And then yeah. he scratches him and fucks his eye. I'm like, that's that's <laughs> funny. That's that's true. He said yeah. that. And then it happened, even though it was it was the cat. Uh, sorry, that's a spoiler. You can you can. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll put like a thing on the YouTube video that says, whoops, there, a spoiler, a spoiler came out, uh, randomly oh, at the, oh shit, alert. fuck. And <laughs> it's tough not to, cause it's so fresh in my head yeah. that it's like, of course, in my head, I'm like, I've seen the movie. So everyone has, but that's, of course, well, that's, that's why case, when I text but, you, uh, I didn't text and uh, you know, when I was, was like, have you seen Captain Marvel? You're like, we're going to see it again. I, I specifically, I purposely didn't like text you back and be like, 
oh, I fucking hated it. Good, you know, try to enjoy it, you know, or something like that. And, and then when you got over here, it's like, how'd you like the movie? I was like, yeah. I said, I liked it. I liked and it, yeah. We didn't talk about it. Like, we didn't go yeah. into it like this. We because... couldn't because we knew we had to fucking save it for the show. Well, sure. Save it for the show. But yeah. And but even still. It, like... it takes time to to get into, to break the pieces down a little bit and, yeah. and, and move move everything around. But I think it's a it's a it's a good superhero movie. It's fun. It's it's pretty well done. It's not the best one, but I think it's about yeah. ninth or tenth, which is the middle of the road right. for a Marvel movie. It is not the worst one, but it's not the best one. It's right in the middle somewhere. So that's hundred percent fine. That's hundred percent fine. Yep. I can't wait until they, they put one that is actually like worse than and, and I I liked Incredible Hulk, but most people say Incredible Hulk was the worst one that was ever put out. I don't think whatever, I, whatever the Thor Dark was World forever. was probably the worst one they put out. And I like Thor. A I lot. love that one. Yeah, I, it's and but so, it was yeah, just let's weird. Just say yeah, Thor Dark World. I can't wait until they put something out that's worse than or Thor. Or Iron Dark. Man Three wasn't very yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Either although Iron Man Three, let's just get back to that movie that's been out for eight years now. Fucking, they fucked up the Mandarin, and it yeah. make me. It still makes me mad. Which is funny because I think the way they did it probably could have worked out better. They just did it so fucking weird, and yeah. I was like. Fucking you, you, the Mandarin is a wonderful Marvel villain that it was just perfect. The way they started out, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I remember, you know, back when you saw Iron Man one, you're like, oh, my fucking God, Iron Man's the coolest. He's the best. And then we saw Iron Man two. We're like, nah, but it's still Iron Man. So he's dope. And then Iron Man three previews came out and you saw the Mandarin. And they were kind of playing him up as like this Osama bin Laden, like terrorist, like, but he's genius. And everybody's like, oh, my God. it was it looks sweet. And then it was so fucking dumb. And I'm like, you fucked up. Marvel, well, and even, that's okay. Even Killian, I, I yep. felt like they kind of fucked up. Too. Yeah, yeah. That you movie know. was just a a giant fuck up, unfortunately. And that's so, even so and that's even I like a decent movie. I, exactly, it's I can't even wait decent. To see, they they're gonna put out a stinker. Well, they have to at some point. They're going to. It's just bound to happen, you know. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see which one it'll be like. Which, Although I I will character. say that some people regard plenty of the Marvel movies as stinkers because some people are real hard critics on everything. Sure. I, I think I'm a pretty light critic when it comes to yeah. most movies. Like, pretty much, I mean, I was always on the the boat of the opinion of, like, Batman versus Superman and um, Man of Steel and Justice League were all, like, middling movies. Right. But some people think those are the biggest pieces of shit that have ever graced the silver screen. And then I was always like, hey, man, it's cool, probably because I like the content, the source content. I'm like, it's cool. Like, it's not as cool as it could be, but it's not that bad either. And I think I feel that way about Marvel. So I'm just like, you know, but I'm sure there are people out there who are like, every Marvel movie sucks except for three movies. And they're all, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Growing up in a time where I was nine or 10 when Keaton's Batman Batman was out. And you were, I mean, you were younger than that. Yeah, probably six or seven or whatever. It's so hard to argue when you see any of these movies come out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like watching Aquaman, I, I got I I felt watching Aquaman like I think Raiden felt when I was a kid watching Batman. Batman. You know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, this is so awesome. You know, yeah, we like, never got a chance. Do you want to talk about Aquaman for a second? Let's let's talk about you know Aquaman what? for a second. Hold on. <laughs> what? We're going to save that for the next one. Um, I, I can just feel. We've got another whole like we got plenty left yeah. in the tank. Don't don't okay. worry about it. So we're gonna stop this one, guys. We will put this one out on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. then we'll either put the next one out like Friday, or we'll put it out 
next Wednesday after that. Either way, this is kind of like the this end is of part, part this one. This is part one. Yes. This is Infinity War, yes. and we'll come out with our own game next week. Exactly. In reality, it'll be 10 seconds from now. And Captain Marvel will come in and, <laughs> and give, me, give me mixed yep. feelings all the way yeah. around. So, all right, guys. Thank you for watching All Things Action. For All Things Action, this has been Dad, a.k.a. Aaron, and with me this week was... Kyle, a.k.a. the man behind the microphone. The man uh, uh, behind the microphone without the camera, uh, owner of a podcast that I stopped doing for a couple months and then did one recently. Uh, that man, Kyle. Did I say my name twice? Did I book in it? I don't know. That's all right. It's okay. You should no. know who I am. If you've seen the show, you should know who I am. No, it's from the Couch Podcast. That's the one. It's still there. It's still out there in the ether. Yes. It is. And go to Patreon. Give him some money yeah. to make him feel like he needs to get back in yeah. there and fucking fight for this. So Give me some money. That's right. Give me some money. But guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Yes. It's either next week or very soon. Yes. And we will keep the party going. So, guys, until then, we will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.